both the Washington Commanders and the San Francisco 49ers went through quarterback benchings in week 16. How is that going to impact week 17 and more? All of that coming on this episode of Locked On 49ers and Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in, everybody, to this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On 49ers, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders and the San Francisco 49ers, both part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. I'm David Harrison. He's Eric Crocker. I'm covering the commander side of this thing. Croc is on the 49ers side of this thing. We are both here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And every day as we greatly appreciate your continued support for both of these shows and this great network. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 in this week's crossover. Just like we do every other crossover, we're going to talk about what's going to happen for San Francisco to cover their spread. We're going to talk about what's going to happen for Washington to upset the 13 and a half point spread that FanDuel is currently projecting in a 49ers win. The matchups that go into this weekend's contest, the most important players, but we're starting with the biggest stories surrounding each team. Croc, Brock Purdy getting benched on Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens. Usually that stirs things up quite a bit. What's going on around San Francisco right now? Not sure it's stirring things up in the, uh, for the 49ers. And I don't even know how much of a benching it like truly was. Obviously, he didn't play as well as he would like to, but he got kind of banged up, left the game for a little bit. The game was out of hand. I think Kyle Shanahan looked at it like, look, we don't have our starting tackles. We've been having to play musical chairs with the offensive line since Trent, Trent Williams left the game. You know what, Brock, go ahead, sit this one out. Uh, I don't want you to you know, take any more of a beating in this game, and we'll let Sam Darnold rock out, who actually did you know, fairly well. Uh, Peacock joked and said that it was good that he threw that late interception so there's no quarterback controversy. Don't think there would have been a quarterback controversy even if he didn't throw an interception, but I, you know, I'd be extremely surprised if Brock Purdy wasn't back to being his normal self against Washington Commanders. Yeah, no, I, I fully expect the same thing, and I actually had – uh, one of my my locked on commanders insiders texted me shortly after the game. It was like, oh, you know, now there's gonna be a quarterback controversy in San Francisco. I got a mailbag question about the same thing about if San Francisco wants to trade Brock Purdy this offseason. And I just I don't think it's that deep. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to go that far. And and I kind of go back two weeks ago when Sam Howell got pulled against the Los Angeles Rams. And, and there were there were kind of these conversations. Was it a benching? Was it not a benching at the time? It was discussed as let's protect the quarterback again. Some offensive linemen had gotten hurt. The game wasn't going very well. Sam's a young dude. Go ahead and put the veteran in there. Jacoby, on the other hand, doesn't come in throwing any interceptions. Actually comes in almost leads a comeback win in the fourth quarter. So you come into the next week with basically the same mentality of, okay, now Sam can just bounce back from that and, and everything will be, be back on track where it was before, not winning nearly as much, obviously, as San Francisco is, but kind of back on the track that they were before with this young, potential-filled quarterback. But unfortunately... Same thing pretty much happens against the New York Jets. This time, Jacoby comes in earlier. The same thing pretty much happens to happen against the Rams. Almost leads to come back from behind. Uh, when they actually have a win, fortunately, the Jets are able to put together their only scoring drive of the second half and pull out a victory, which some Commanders fans are not upset about because now they hold an even better draft pick uh, projected in, in April coming up here at Crocs. So 
similar situations, not similar context, right? Brock Purdy, I think, is as young as he is, is certainly more established, I believe, in his in his pattern of performance with the San Francisco 49ers, certainly than Sam Howell has been in this young, uh, in his young career, his first year starting for the Washington Commanders. So the question coming into this now, and unfortunately at the time of this taping, because the Washington Commanders are kind of taking all the time they can to announce their decision, we don't actually know who the starting quarterback is going to be when they face the 49ers. I believe it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. And I think that with that comes a little bit of stress from the fan base that wants to see the draft pick because Jacoby Brissett has been playing very well. He's been playing very intelligent football. And even though he's playing behind the same kind of patchwork offensive line that's really not very consistent, he's been producing for Sam Howell. trying to find the perfect play instead of the smart play. And that gives the commanders a better chance to win this game. So, Brock, I'm going to just leave it to you. Let's get an outsider's perspective. Are you more afraid of the Washington commanders possibly pulling off an upset if you have Jacoby or if you've got Sam? Well, you probably have to lean towards Jacoby because he's just a veteran, right? He's played a lot of football, seen a lot. Uh, you know, I remember early in Kyle Shanahan's tenure, you know, he lost the game to Jacoby Brissett. So you look at Brissett being that veteran guy, you probably want to lean towards him. But Sam Howe, I mean, you know, it, it's tough. You talked about seeing if, if Brock Purdy would be available, which there's absolutely no way that he's available <laughs> for any type of trade. But who's to say that, Sam Howell wouldn't look different if he was in a 49ers situation. You know, who, who's to say that he wouldn't look better or more efficient if he had Christian McCaffrey behind him, Kyle Shanahan calling the plays, Brennan Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and a top defense in the league for, you know, most of his career. So it's tough to just say that you can plug, you know, Brock Purdy into your situation and he look exactly how he looks on the 49ers because this is the most ideal situation. And I'm pretty sure for a guy like Sam Howe, he would say, hey, I would love to be in the 49ers locker room and on that staff as a quarterback and be able to rock out with some of the natural, really good tools he has, which he has the mobility, he has the arm strength, he has the ability. If he could play on time and in rhythm, not saying he'd have Brock Purdy success, but he'd probably have a different level of success with the 49ers in a more stable uh, environment as well. So, and we've seen a lot of quarter, quarterbacks fail with the 49ers or not play as well as Brock is playing, but I bet Sam Howell, he'd like to play in that type of situation. As far as this game, though, uh, you look at Brissett, you look at Sam Howell, if they have not named a starter yet, I'm assuming they are going to be making that switch. A lot of times when they are going to stick with their guy. They let it be known right after the game. You know, oh, yeah, you ha we had to bench him. It's fine. Like, he's he's our guy. He's going to be right back in there. Just had to sit him down, see if we can get a spark going or whatnot. The fact that they haven't said anything yet and it's about to be Thursday sounds to me like there's a switch that's being made. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's one of those things where I've got a little bit of a drive to practice myself, so I kind of anticipate it's happened before where when I leave for practice, the news hasn't broken yet. As soon as I park, I pull out my phone, and I've got the notification that the news broke while I was driving. But I'm a responsible driver, uh, especially in the DMV area. you got to keep your head on the swivel so I don't look for those alerts uh, while I'm driving. So to me, that's probably what's going to happen. I think Jacoby Brissett is going to be the guy moving forward. And for Commanders fans, uh, I've, I've kind of outlined the reasons I think that's the best route for this team moving forward in previous episodes. Every day, as you've already caught that, if you haven't, you can go back and do that. 49ers fans, if you're just curious about what's going on out here in the DMV, by all means, go ahead and go back and check that out. But we're going to move forward with this weekend's matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Washington Commanders. The return. What's up, Croc? I did have one question. 
yeah. we're talking about the kind of development of your young quarterback. It, do you think it's helping or hurting him that he's having to throw the ball dang near 40 times a game? You know, I think right now it's hurting him. I, re I really do. And, and it's not so much something that I'm going to lay at the feet of Eric Bieniemy per se. I just think that what we've come to in, in this situation is a moment of, of no further positive growth is, is occurring. You know what I mean? It's a situation where whether it's because of pressure being cumulative and he's, he's been under pressure all season long, either whether it's the offensive line failing, it's the long developing routes, or it's he, he himself holding the ball too long, uh, a combination of those three things, uh, he's seeing ghosts. You know what I mean? That's, that's Sam Darnold of the San Francisco 49ers when he was with the New York Jets, made that phrase very, very popular amongst NFL fans. It's a phrase that predates Sam Darnold, obviously, but I think Sam Howell currently is seeing ghosts. Eric Bieniemy kind of referenced it. And I don't know that when you have a quarterback that deep into the weeds, if you can have him just hack his way out. Sometimes I think you just got to pull him out of the weeds by, by ending his season in a situation like this one, allowing him to have the offseason to reset. We'll see what the franchise does moving forward uh, at the quarterback position, if he even gets an opportunity here in Washington to prove that those days are behind him, but that's going to start week 17 against San Francisco 49ers, maybe, or it's going to be Jacoby Brissett like Croc and I both expect we're going to break down the matchups and the biggest players to this weekend's game on this crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've ever had, winning up to 25 times my money. This football season, I play Thursday night matchups. I play commanders matchups. I play the Buccaneers matchups and I play any matchup that I just think could be a lot of fun to go ahead and play through. You pick two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. It's so easy that I can make my entry in less than 60 seconds. Prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entire entry stays in play. Even if one of your players gets injured for the NFL, if you have a player who exits the game, in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That promo code again, locked on NFL at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again for making Locked On 49ers and Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Make sure you come back tomorrow. we got one more episode dropping at minimum before we wrap up our thoughts on this New Year's Eve contest. San Francisco 49ers visiting the Washington Commanders. Locked On has also launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. We are going to get to the biggest matchups, the most important players in this weekend's game. But, Croc, I do actually want to tap into your NFL experience. And for Locked On Commanders uh, viewers and, and, and Commanders fans who don't know, Eric Crocker, pro football background, NFL background, uh, along with that. So you've been in these locker rooms, right? And you've seen young quarterbacks. You've seen teams that that maybe don't necessarily have the, the biggest uh, cohesion, you know, the most cohesion that you want on an NFL team. What do you think is happening inside Sam Howell's head right now? And I know you can't necessarily get in there and just tell us exactly what's happening, but just as a pro athlete, as a young guy, going through some of these struggles, what do you think needs to happen for Sam to really kind of get over that hump and potentially get back onto the path that he was on earlier this season? You know, I got to see Geno Smith as a rookie 
uh, you know, when I was with the Jets and kind of I was yanked back and forth. So there were things that, you know, I missed during that time. But uh, I remember early on, whether it was during, you know, rookie minicamp, OTAs, training camp as well, and uh, different parts of the season, you know, we're talking about a guy who had a lot of stress, a lot of pressure on him, you know, being in that New York uh, market. And, you know, I remember the time, well, I'm not going to tell too many stories, but uh, there were times where you could tell that a guy was a little bit more stressed uh, than maybe the receivers or the corners, just having that different type of level of pressure on them to uh, kind of pull through with the team who at the time I felt like that New York Jets team was definitely a lot less talented than some of the teams around this league with, with weapons. I think his the best running back was, you know, maybe Bilal Powell or you know, Chris Ivory, <laughs> you know, so uh, didn't have a whole lot of weapons at his disposal and a lot of pressure that was put on him. Uh, it can get to you. A little bit and, and that's not as ideal as being able to just kind of go into a situation everything is set up for you to be you know more successful you have all these weapons you have this terrific defense so i think somehow who does have weapons like he has the receivers i really like mclaurin uh would like to see mclaurin be used a lot more than he was in his last game i knew he kind of banged up a little bit at the running back position uh robinson was out last game if i'm not mistaken right yep. so yep. Uh, you know, being more consistent with those things around him to kind of help him through so he doesn't feel like he have to be the, has to be the reason you guys win, that would be more ideal for a young quarterback. Now, some quarterbacks can come in and they can handle that. You know, we've seen C.J. Stroud, and I know he's been banged up over the last few weeks, but, you know, he came in and there were some losses early on. There were some games where he had to throw for 400-something yards and several touchdowns to be able to either win or have a chance. But you ideally don't want to have to go through that every single game. I think that's what Sam Howell has had to do so far in his young career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about C.J. Stroud, man. I covered one of those games where the Texans beat the Buccaneers. It took a rookie record uh, single-game performance by C.J. Stroud to barely beat the Buccaneers uh, in that game. So certainly impressive for him. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, obviously, from your inside information or experiences uh, as well. So I appreciate the insight there. For the, for the game coming up here, whether it's Jacoby, whether it's Sam, I think, honestly, prob possibly the biggest matchup in this contest for the Washington Commanders to have a chance to either cover the spread and get an upset win for, for gamblers in that way or try to get an upset win uh, at home either way is going to be that running game. You mentioned it. Brian Robinson, like you said, has been banged up, injured in the Miami Dolphins game. They had the bye week following, but then he hasn't played in the last two games with that hamstring injury, and hamstrings are tricky. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a lost season, you'd almost rather say, especially a guy with the potential that B-Rob has, you'd almost say, you know what, don't even mess with it. Just sit him down for the rest of the year and let that hamstring heal in its own time. Uh, but not only that, Chris Rodriguez, a six-round rookie who came in the last two weeks and had fairly good uh, uh, performances, led the team in rushing the last two weeks. His first two NFL touchdowns last week against the New York Jets defense. He's he's now hobbled. We don't have an official uh, diagnosis or timeline on him yet, but he's officially hobbled. Antonio Gibson has been dealing with a toe injury that he actually suffered last year. Has kind of been re-aggravated all throughout this year. So now you got practice squad guys like Derek Gore, Jarrett Patterson just recently re-added to the roster. And I feel like whether it's Jacoby, whether it's Sam, whether it's both, and we see a situation where both these guys get playing time, they got to be able to lean on that running game at least a little bit because this San Francisco 49ers defense is too good for you to be one-dimensional in beats. Yeah, and I think it is a tough defense to kind of crack if you don't have different type of running backs, right? Like Rodriguez, like big, powerful running back, uh, runs with that finish, maybe can kind of uh, either wear down guys. Then you typically, against the 49ers, want that running back that maybe made guys miss in space. I think the 49ers have been really bad 
over the last month with their tackling has been getting progressively worse for them. So who's that guy that in, is in space who can make them miss? You know, last week, Lamar Jackson was everything. He was all of that for the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that really put the 49ers in the bind, kind of kept them on their heels a lot. Uh, the 49ers kind of, they're almost like a snake. They like to kind of, you know, wrap themselves around you and then like squeeze the life out of you. And typically with teams, what they want to do is make them one dimensional. And I know a lot of teams want to do that, but the 49ers really do that on a consistent basis, one of the top defenses in the league. But the games that they've had kind of the most struggles is that team that doesn't stop. And I go back to even the game like, I don't even remember what week it was, but when they played the Minnesota Vikings, 49ers lost to the Vikings. 49er fans felt like they couldn't stop the run. But if you look at the numbers, the Vikings averaged like 3.2 yards per carry. It wasn't anything too crazy, but they just didn't, didn't give up on that. And in turn, when you have a quarterback like Kirk Cousins who can be as efficient as he was, it kind of led to, uh, all right, we're not going to give up the run game, keep them honest, and he's been efficient with his throws. If the Washington Commanders can do that, you know, they have a banged up backfield, but they have guys that can, you know, just kind of chip away three yards here, four yards here. And then you have a quarterback Brissett or how who can be a little bit more efficient on the back end. That would be how they can, you know, potentially upset uh, the 49ers, who's a heavy favorite in this game. Yeah, absolutely. I think obviously, you know, that run game, but also run to the edges, run up the middle, make sure the 49ers have to cover sideline to sideline, screen game, quick passes, maybe roll the pocket, maybe some design movement uh, out of the pocket, which I've actually seen less than I really expected from Eric Bieniemy. Even going back to training camp, we saw more pocket moving and movement in training camp than we have in the regular season. So that's been a little bit of a surprise. Croc, I mean, the, the 49ers are such heavy favorites in this thing. Which which single matchup uh, in, in this contest? I don't want to say which single matchup do you think is the key to them winning because I think we, we know that they have the advantage in so many, but which one is the one where if they lose, that's possibly the matchup the commanders are able to take advantage of? Uh, I would say figuring out a way to offset what Kyle Shanahan really wants to do. So it's really more coordinator versus coordinator. All right, Kyle Shanahan wants to use the threat of the run game to open up the passing game. So this, I mean, it's a chess match with your linebackers. When they show just run action, are they triggering right now? Because if they are and they start to trigger quick, one thing that Kyle Shanahan is going to do, he's going to show them that look and not even expect to get much yards out of the run. Then he's going to show them that look again. And then the third time he shows them that look, you can bet that there's going to be a big gaping hole behind them because they're going to step up. Uh, you know, with their read, and right behind them is going to be George Kittle, or right behind them is going to be Debo Samuel. Right behind them is going to be Brandon Ayuk, and that's a big staple in the 49ers uh, offense. So especially in their passing game, everything run, works off of run action, and they do it at a very, very high level. I think that's one of the things that makes Kyle Shanahan so successful, being able to show just a variety of looks that look very similar and then have big hitters off of that. That leads to a lot of their big – you know, explosive plays the 49ers have. They, they're one of the top in, in passing yards per attempt, air yards per attempt. A lot of it is hitting those big crossing routes because guys step up and it opens up a big window for the quarterback to get the ball into. Yeah, man, a lot of weapons, just every level. You know, I always say that the, the NFL offense really operate today at a four-level uh, pace. Everybody knows short, intermediate, deep, but behind the line of scrimmage has become so important as well. And then 49ers probably do it better than – than pretty much anybody else. Uh, coming up here, we're going to talk about what needs to happen for Washington to pull off this upset, what needs to happen for San Francisco to pull off the 13-and-a-half-point favored 
victory. And yes, Commanders fans, I am going to ask Eric Crocker how Chase Young has been doing in San Francisco. That's coming up next on today's Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview, and that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team, and they do it faster and they do it for free. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. No, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place for you to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So fact, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats, they might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and even quicker. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're wrapping up this episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On 49ers, crossover Thursday previewing this weekend's New Year's Eve matchup in FedEx Field. Uh, where the 49ers are coming in to face the Washington Commanders and and Croc. 13.5-point favorites are the San Francisco 49ers. For the Washington Commanders to pull off an upset in this one, I think it's it's not simple. But the the very first thing you have to do is protect. You have to protect against that 49ers front seven. Uh, This 49ers defense, top 10 in everything that's important defense-wise, top 15 and pretty much everything else that's kind of important and all the stuff that's not important is not important for a reason. So. You know, if if Jacoby Reset is back there, if Sam Howell is back there, if these running backs can't get lanes, if these quarterbacks are under duress all night uh, and they can't get any throwing space, it's not going to matter how much experience you do or don't have. This 49ers defense has proven that it can take it over a game uh, any week uh, on the field. And that is what the commanders have to start doing to prevent this thing from getting out of hand. You mentioned the chess match between Kyle Shanahan and Ron Rivera. And to me, that kind of stands out because. There's a lot of people in the DMV that think Ron Rivera's days, the, the game has passed him up. We say that a lot about older coaches that aren't having success. Kyle Shanahan is kind of like the godfather now of new age football, right? Because he he's one of the first that kind of did all these new things that everybody's doing, but he's also a little bit older. He's been doing it a little bit longer than, you know, the Sean McVay's of the world. So he's almost on the cusp of being one of those older coaches, but still considered kind of that new wave. Um, what's what's got to go right for you in your mind for the for the San Francisco 49ers to be able to win by at least 14 and cover that spread? You know, I think the biggest thing for the 49ers, even if you go back to the Baltimore Ravens game, it's very simple, but take care of the ball. You know, this is a very good, well-oiled machine, uh, super well-rounded with how they're able to attack teams. Uh, they got a variety of ways they can do it. And on any given day, I know this show is brought to you by Price Picks. It is extremely difficult to pick one skill position player that you think is going to get off because the moment you think Brandon Ike is going to have a huge game, it's Debo Samuel. The moment you think Debo Samuel is going to have a huge game, it ends up being George Kittle. In pretty much every game, it's Christian McCaffrey. So uh, they have a lot of different ways they can get after you. But the one thing that can bite them in the butt, which has shown up in really every one of their losses, turning the ball over too much. So for the, mm-hmm. for the Washington Commanders, That is the key. How do we get the 49ers to turn the rock over? They did it five times against the Baltimore Ravens, really four times that kind of truly, truly mattered. 
like just, you know, before the game got out of hand. Uh, you look at the other games, like the Cincinnati Bengals, they turned the ball over several times. You look at the loss against the Minnesota Vikings, turned the ball over several times. That seems to be the key for most teams, win a turnover battle, but I think it's even more pivotal for teams that are playing against the 49ers. Yeah, absolutely. And for the Washington Commanders defense, one of the worst in the league in turning turning teams over. Uh, so that's not really going to bode very well. Pass rush would be would be incredibly important. We saw the Baltimore Ravens uh, pass rush impact at least one of those interceptions from Brock Purdy hitting the arm and causing the ball to go up in the air where Brock didn't intend to put it, uh, leading to an interception. Washington Commanders, unfortunately, haven't been able to p- produce much of a pass rush, especially since they traded away Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So, Croc, I hear Commanders fans in the back of my head yelling and screaming at me. Why haven't we talked about Chase Young yet? What has Chase been doing in San Francisco? I think he's been good. You know, there were a player or two in the Lamar Jackson game where he kind of lost containment or he was right there to get the sack and somehow Lamar made him miss. But overall, if you look at, you know, even that safety play, who was chasing him? It was it was Chase Young. Uh, in the other games, I think he's done a, a really good job of pushing the pocket, getting to the quarterback. I don't think he has maybe quite the sack numbers that you ideally would like to see. But as far as his presence and – you know, what he's doing being felt, I think he's definitely right there with, uh, uh, you know, uh, what am I blanking on his name? Uh, young Bosa. <laughs> Nick Bosa, of course. Uh, you know, I think ideally this is probably a great situation for 49ers that Chase Young isn't having a whole lot of sacks on paper. So when they go in to potentially negotiate with him, they can say, hey, look, we can pay you kind of at this uh, point because this is what the market is for you. And maybe they can keep him around on a little bit cheaper. And then next year, maybe he just has a little bit more luck with getting more sacks. And, you know, you strike big gold there. But overall, I'd say it's been a positive trade for the 49ers. Yeah, I think for the Washington Commanders, you can definitely tell production wise. I mean, not just Chase, but also Montez. Pass rush is not, I mean, it wasn't, being completely honest, it wasn't exactly top shelf, you know, to begin with, but it certainly hasn't been anything close to what it was even before that, uh, after the trade has happened. That certainly has not helped uh, the defense that was already struggling to uh, to contain teams before the trade was made. So Chase Young doing good things out there in San Francisco. The trade was made, Croc. Everybody turned to the calendar and said, oh, New Year's Eve, Chase Young's going back and said, that's going to be a nightmare. Uh, I think everybody's pretty much expecting, I don't know, three to five sacks maybe for Chase Young. It just feels like one of those kinds of nights. I'll be on hand in FedEx uh, to give the blow-by-blow to all of our listeners and all of the Commanders and 49ers fans. That's going to do it for this Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On 49ers, Locked On Commanders. Make sure you check out Locked On's first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24-7. Check out Locked On Sports on YouTube. Subscribe to the first-ever national show. Uh, 24-7 streaming show on YouTube. Coming up, Eric Crocker, Brian Peacock of Locked On 49ers, David Harrison here for Locked On Commanders. We're going to have at least one more episode coming up for you before these two teams take the field. Come back for that. As always, thank you for making us your first listens and your first views of the day, every day, every day. Thank you for supporting these programs and this amazing network. Until we speak again, please, if you're out about, be safe, be kind. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On 49ers, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.